Well, good day, everybody. My name is Lance Goolsby. Today is Sunday, the 21st of October, 2018, and today is GDA Radio Podcast Day. Thank you for every single one of you who is joining me live on the Facebook group, Global Detection Adventures. You guys rock the best audience in the world. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some great finds. We're going to be having a very special guest, my good friend Dave DiNatale, former host of the GDA Radio Podcast, is coming back in to talk with uh, with us about things that are going on in his life, the XP Team USA. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the coming uh, Patrick White Podcast uh, still unnamed at this time, and that's going to be later on in the show. But uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going in in just a second, and we're going to talk with uh, about a very special find, and uh, and uh, we are going to uh, talk about uh, one of the <laughs> excuse me, uh, Nate uh, Nigren. Yes, we are live, very much live. Um, so we will be talking with you guys. If you guys got questions or anything that you want to talk about, feel free to leave a comment and, uh, I will definitely bring that up. Uh, but first what I want to do is I want to talk about the find of the week. Uh, this is absolutely a heck of a find. Now, um, what the person that we're talking about is going, uh, I guess she was out metal detecting. She's out there right now metal detecting the site again. Um, this is a find that she found, uh, I guess, earlier. I don't exactly know when she found it. But we were talking about uh, posting tokens. Uh, 42, our moderator, she uh, asked people to post their tokens that they found on our group. And um, we had some amazing, amazing tokens come out. And uh, you're going to love some of these. We got ones um, from Australia. We got uh, Andover. We got um, beer tokens. We got lucky tokens. We even have Plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, we have so many. But there was one that really caught my eye from um, a member named Steph Tanguay. Uh, I believe I didn't butcher that too much. Um and she posted one that uh, she wrote uh, an 1863 Civil War Union anti-slavery token, which features the slogan, Liberty and No Slavery on the obverse. On my token so far, my only token so far, and I'm thrilled with the historical significance. Now, I, done, I did a whole bunch of research on this coin, uh, which I'm going to share uh, with you guys shortly on the group page, so you can actually find that on there. But uh, the great thing about this is uh, the news that I got, okay, let me let me uh, give uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, all this information is coming from a gentleman named Bill Jones, who's a retired coin dealer with over 50 years in the profession. Uh, he lives in Florida with his wife and has written many articles for the numismatist whatever magazine that is, I believe it's a coin magazine, the Civil War Token Journal and Pennywise. Uh, so this is the information that I was able to find about this absolutely amazing coin. Um, so many people believe that the number of abolitionist Civil War tokens was limited because many, Northern, many Northerners were ambivalent to fighting the war to free the slaves. During the early war... Early years of the war, the primary goal was to reunite the Union. Emancipation was an objective for some, but for most Northern politicians, military leaders, and rank-and-file soldiers, restoring the Union was the primary objective. That changed when Lincoln announced the Emancipation Proclamation in September 1862. That presidential order, which was couched as a military necessity, stated that slaves who were living in any state that was still in rebellion as of January 1st, 1863, would henceforth forever be free. That announcement did not sit well with some of the rank-and-file soldiers in the Union Army. They grumbled that they had not signed on to risk their lives for the slaves. But the pronouncement of their commander-in-chief was final. The war 
to restore the Union also became the war to free slaves at the same time. Since 1863 was the peak year for Civil War token production, it's not surprising that the anti-slavery tokens were issued at the time in the wake of the Emancipation Proclamation. The most common obverse die that was used to make the anti-slavery Civil War tokens featured a portrait of a Lady Liberty and the date 1863 with the slogan, Liberty and No Slaves. George and Melvin Fold, who are amazing researchers, and their book that came out in 1960 called Patriotic Civil War Tokens listed this die as number 36 in their classic work. It was paired with three diverse dies, number 340, 271, and 432. The one that Steph found has a reverse die of 340, which features a Union shield draped by American flags, mostly surrounded by a laurel wreath. A Liberty cap surrounded by 13 stars is hung on a pole above the shield. This is by far the most common variety that die that has die 36 on the ob to obverse. The folds rated it as a rarity of two with the estimated number of available pieces between 2001 and 5,000. Uh, and uh, the um, bill actually says that he believes that that number is at the high end. Now, I was really curious exactly what uh, this, uh, the, uh, the rarity of the fold rarity scale was. So I did a little research into this as well. So, uh, they fall, the fold uh, rarity scale falls into two categories, the R and the C. The R meaning rare and the C meaning common. So they have uh, from 1 to 10, uh, what it does is 1 means that it's the most common and 10 means that there's only one in existence. So uh, with a rarity of 2 or an R2, that means that there are between 2,000 and one to 5,000 examples. Now, if you go into the common scale, uh, they have C1 to C6. Common means 12,500 to 30,000, and that goes up to C6 with a maximum of 3 million examples. So that gives you an idea that the, uh, the token that Steph found only has between 2,001 and 5,000 known in existence. Uh, that does not mean that, uh, you know, that uh, there are 5,000. It could be that there are only 2,001 examples of this coin. Now, there are other ones. Uh, they're saying that there are some with as few as 200, and uh, but these ones do not fall into that category. Uh, this is an honest to God. This is one of the greatest finds uh, as far as a token that I have ever seen. Um, now, if you haven't seen it, let me share you uh, share with you. Eventually, uh, you know, I'll see if I can uh, share this with you guys. But um, I'm going to post uh, on the comments here. I'm going to post a photograph of the coin. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, I want to tell Steph, uh, Steph Tangue. I am just brutalizing that name. I am so sorry about that. Uh, congratulations. This is find of the week. This is an absolutely beautiful coin. Um, I really, truly think that, uh, you deserve find of the week on this one. So truly, truly congratulations. Uh, we're still live. Uh, we're going to be going over to Dave DiNatale now, uh, to every single one of you. Thanks again for coming on and listen. Uh, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave a comment, subscribe, and give us a rating. That really helps us with the algorithms within uh, iTunes. And uh, the more people that can leave us comments and give us a rating, uh, the higher the podcast will be in the hobbies category, and we can reach out to more people. Uh, you guys make this happen. I can't do this. This is all based on you guys. Uh, so if you can do that, that would be truly appreciated. Eventually, I will be going through the list of the people that have le uh, left uh, comments about the podcast, and I will be uh, picking somebody to receive something, uh, some kind of a gift. And, um, you know, so we'll see exactly what happens. But for now, I'm going to be heading over to Dave D. And uh, you guys know him. Uh, he doesn't need any introduction. 
anybody who's been watching the uh, the XP Team USA videos knows this guy. If you've been listening to the GDA Radio podcast for a while, you know this guy as well. Uh, let's give him a call and uh, see exactly how he's doing now. So he's uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, standing by waiting for my call we're going through to him as we speak if you guys have any questions for dave d feel free to let me know uh now i don't know why nate thinks we're not live uh we are very much live nate um i don't know exactly why you think we're not uh, <laughs> uh let me see things taking a while to ring up i don't know what's going on here all right, looks like we're finally getting through to him. Um, odd. Uh, what's going on? What's going on with this thing? Dave, you there? Check. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, I've got you. <laughs> I forgot I had my volume down on the computer. Sorry about that. All right, we good? Yeah, we're good. Hey, everybody, this is Dave DiNatale of XP Team USA, formerly GDA, my co-host and good buddy over in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks, Dave, for coming in. I know you're extremely busy now. Well, I think we lost you. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Are you oh, okay? Okay. Yeah, I just had I just had to close the window because I was getting a little bit of feedback, <laughs> but we're good. Yeah. So uh, you've been extremely busy over the last couple of months. XP Team USA really moving up along the uh, the uh, the 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 views and the watches all over Facebook, all over YouTube. Uh, how are you holding up? Um, I'm holding up really good. A lot of exciting things are happening for 2000 and. Nine, eight, what, what is it, 2018, 2019, uh, we got a lot of great things happening. Can't wait, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, um, we, we just developed a really, really great core team. Yeah. And um, we'll, we, I can talk a little bit about that too. But um, I just wanted to mention that I haven't talked to you in in a, in a long time, and yeah. you know they said they couldn't get the Beatles back together, and <laughs> and, and here we are, the last two remaining ones. Of course, I'm Paul McCartney because you're the ugly one, right? Uh, yeah, Still yeah, I'm Ringo, <laughs> <laughs> the one nobody really wanted around to begin with. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I heard Patrick, he's still crazy as ever with his birds in the background. Yep. And, just want to say hello to, to Kimmy because I think she's on. I haven't talked to her in a long, long time. Um, but yeah, it's really good to to to, to be back on and, and to chat with you. Yeah, we're we, we, we've we, had we about had some... a ten month break. It's been amazing. Our last episode was December last year uh, together, and then uh, we went on to the hiatus. I went on to the hiatus with the move and everything going on with surgery and stuff, and. Um, yeah, and then you started XP Team USA, and that's moving along. I'm loving it. Yeah, well, it was a uh, it was a, it's a little bit of a tough going, um, but we were pretty persistent that we knew what we wanted to do, um, and we finally, you know, got uh, the resources that we needed to to start uh, moving along. Um, XP has been a a really great company to to work with and to help promote uh, the XP. Uh, metal detecting equipment here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Gary Blackwell and um, you are really doing a lot to actually bring a lot more um, mention to XP Deus and everything else into the United States and uh, have really shown exactly how good the XP Deus is over there. The uh, That's one of the main things of your video and that's why it's called XP Team USA. I want to commend you on that. I know people will really love the XP Deus and, um, you guys are really showing it in true force, honestly, uh, between you and Sonia and uh, everybody else that's on the team as well. Yeah, um, we're well, we, we, we put together really um, great promotional tools. Obviously, social media is a, is a big part of it with Facebook and YouTube. Um, we have a really nice website all set up. And but the, the main driving force is our XP Team USA uh, the show, 
Mm. And it is a, it usually runs between 30 and 40 minutes. Um, and it's TV quality. It's um, it's right up there. It's not your average YouTube video, although we were on YouTube and we share it on YouTube. Um, we're using uh, high-end equipment and, and lighting and editing, and it uh, it's coming along really well. Uh, we, we just finished our fourth show, and we're in production on our fifth one. Um, and obviously, that's going to probably won't be out to sometime uh, mid-November. And, um, and then that's, that's, that's going great. Um, we've got a lot of notoriety. Yeah. Um, especially from other metal detecting companies. Um, <laughs> they're really uh, taking notice and, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's positive, you know, it's not yeah. nothing negative. It, um, they're, you know, we've, we've gotten some, uh, really nice comments from, from people from Garrett and mind lab, um, Fisher and, you know, they just, they love the show and it's, it's, although it's XP driven, um, it's a great metal detecting show. So, Anybody could, you know, be interested in watching it, and it, it, it's just, it runs really smooth. Yeah, and that's one of the things I want to talk to you about. You guys have so many members, but how do you choose uh, which videos are going to be used in each one of the episodes? I know that you take uh, uh, just about all the people supply you videos to use, but you can only use so many because you only have a certain block of time that you can actually um, put this stuff in. Yeah, our, our formula has changed in the last, I'm going to say two months, in the last two shows. We really wanted to go high end. We didn't want to just have basic YouTube videos with people that really weren't familiar using cameras and they were using, you know, phones yeah. with um, just bad, bad quality, bad audio, shaky. So we're going with basically a, a main feature in every show and then a sub feature. And those are done professionally. Um with our camera work, um, audio, and the way we edit and put things together. We have a great editor, Stuart Mina, and he's in uh, England, and he's uh, putting together all our shows. We get all all the footage over to him. Um, R.C. Dunn, he's out of Iowa. He's a, a main force in our um, putting together some of our features uh, with, with editing. And um, So we're, we're looking for more high-end high-end uh, videos because we want the show to look, be very professional looking. We want people to watch it and enjoy it. Uh, we don't want people fast forwarding, fast forwarding, you know, how you do on YouTube, <laughs> you get to a, a boring part, you know, so it's, it's a quick pace <clears throat> video, um, many different segments and they run, they run really strong. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about. Now you were just uh, in episode four, you guys were just metal detecting a churchyard. Uh, and, uh, in my opinion, it's one of the best produced metal detecting videos that I've seen ever as far as uh, a non-professional. I mean, there's a lot of uh, the TV shows, but this was television show quality production for a YouTube video. And I was honestly absolutely gobsmacked when I saw this. I want to give you the credit and props that are due for that because it was truly one of the greatest videos that I've seen. The inf information that you were able to get and uh, you provided a truly um, informative and fun to, sh to watch segment on that show. And so I wanted to give you the props for that one. I truly love that one. Um, well, I got I to thank RC for, for, for helping me out on that one. I mean, I mean, I did all the footage and everything like that, but RC really did a great job of snapping it all together. Um, mm -hmm. There was just so much footage. It, it got really... Um, crazy for me i just couldn't figure okay where am i going to put this and, and rc was a was a big big help in putting that feature together it was really fantastic now on that hunt um i saw that the weather was holding up for you guys how was the hunt and what was the best find that you actually found out there was there something that you weren't able to show on camera yeah actually there was the the the, the site itself was is called the shrine of our lady of good hope mm -hmm. and it's been there since the mid 1800s and the main the main force was is adele bryce who actually had a vision or an encounter with the virgin mary yeah so the whole site was built around that the churches and the boarding houses for the for, for the kids and um so and then there was a about seven years after it was seven no 11 years after on the anniversary of her sighting 
Uh, the big Peshtoko fire came here in Wisconsin, which is the largest uh, fire of um, destruction land and, and life in the United States history. From a wildfire. Yeah, and actually that it surrounded that whole complex and it was untouched by the fire. So there was a lot of a lot of supernatural, religious, everything was it, it was falling into place there. So our main goal was to try to get in there. We got exclusive permission and to try to find some religious relics because for 150 years there's been processions praying um, going around the whole facility once a year, we'll, they'll do a reenactment of that procession that happened with, during the Pestigal Fire. Mm. Um, on our first hunt, we found some really great relics of uh, crucifix and medallions and um, uh, a, a uh, I'm going to call it a rosary coin. Yeah. Um, and then we also found some, obviously, some relics from the, from the time period, like crotobels and um, thimbles and, you know, basically what you would farm on a, find on a, a field here in the United States from the 1800s. Yeah. Um, but we also went back and recently, a couple of weeks ago, and we actually found a medallion that dated back not only to the, the time of, of this um, encounter, but we believe that one of the artifacts we found actually belonged to Adele herself or her family member, because it dates back to prior to any of this happening, prior oh, to wow. her vision. Wow! So um, it's it's a it's a really great relic, um, and a lot of our relics, based everything we found, is going to go into the. Um, they have a uh, visitor center where they have some artifacts and things they they kept and found, and um, everything's going to go under glass. So anybody who um, comes to visit and they do have 150,000 visitors per year. Um, we'll be able to enjoy some of the finds that we, we sought out. That must be really, really fantastic feeling to know that something that you found is going to have so many eyes on it. Yeah, actually, uh, as we were doing it, um, a group of people were coming by, Hey, did you find anything? And they go, yeah, actually we did. And they were sitting around as we, as we dug up a crotobel um, live with them. Mm -hmm. And then I showed them a, a, the piece of a, a rosary that I found with the bead still on it. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, uh, the women there, she goes, can I touch it? Can I hold it? And then she started stay, saying a prayer over it, you know? So uh, a, a lot of weird things were happening, you know, the, the church bells would ring and I would get a great tone at the same exact time <laughs> and, you know, find a really nice thing. And when I found my thimble, it was my first one. It was, a, it was a pretty large thimble. It wasn't silver, but it was really large. And as I was actually digging it, you can hear the, the priest in the background. They have speakers that kind of go out into the uh, yard. And he, he was doing the Our Father as, at the exact moment <laughs> as I dug up my, my bucket lister. So, yeah, it was uh, some of the, some you know. Some crazy things were happening. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I saw. I remember that part of it. You can actually hear them talking in the background. Uh, speaking of bucket list, now I know that. Uh, well, first of all, the, for the people who don't know you, you were originally a coin shooter who has recently, I'd say within the last ten months, switched over to relic hunting. How has that happened? How has that been for you? Yeah, actually, I started last spring. Um, was it already was so long ago? Yeah, well, you know, I started last spring. I, I there was a field that I found, mm -hmm. um, and I, I I was there for about three hours, and then all of a sudden I see this hilltop, you know, a high spot, and I'm thinking, all right, well, there's a couple high spots over there. If I was going to put a house or any kind of structure, up, so I headed over to the high spot after three hours, and the XP day is just lit up and just find after find. So it was a great spot. Came back in the fall, and my I, the finds were doubling. Still, there was a lot of stuff in there. I went back this spring, and again, just a slew of stuff still left over. So every time I go back, I'm I'm finding stuff. As a matter of fact, they actually finally cut the field. So I'm, after this interview, I'm going to head back to see if I can gain any more any more. Uh, yeah, that's exactly from there. That's exactly what our friends Tim and George would call a honey hole. Um, yeah, it's my field of dreams. Um, <laughs> that's what I would I, I call it. And I've, since then, it's like okay, well. 
that's what I want to do. Um, I've, I've been in a few parks since then, but it just doesn't have the same flair. Yeah. The, Once you get hit a field and you start finding relics and you start finding, you know, older things, you, you, you start to want to gravitate towards that end of the hunting. You truly do. You really, really do. Now, um, now a lot of people have all, are always looking for stuff on their bucket list. You just recently found one with your thimble. Um, what is still on your bucket list and what's in the number one spot? Oh, you got, you know, what's on my bucket list? <laughs> there, there's some stuff on my bucket list that people are like, what? Are you serious? Um, how about a, um, a Buffalo nickel? Haven't found one yet. Really? I've been detecting five years and not one Buffalo nickel. I, you know, I don't know what I found barbers and quarters and dimes and actually found a, um, last, last year I found a, uh, Cape bus dime from 1827, I believe. Um, so you, I found you've some also really got a great standing lib and everything. Yeah. I find some really standing Liberty quarters. Yeah. Um, it, but I just can't get that elusive, you know, Buffalo nickel. Um, I have not found, uh, any dollar coins besides the, uh, you know, the modern ones. Mm. Um, I'm still looking for my first Morgan dollar or, um, obviously gold coins. So those are pretty typical, the harder ones to get. Um, recently up to last year, it was a Washington quarter. I couldn't get, I couldn't get a Washington quarter for the life of me. Um, and, and then a couple of years ago, I found maybe three or four this year. I got one. Um, but I guess when you start hunting in older spots, you know, more of the modern silver, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, you're not going to be present. Um, but so you're talking Washington shield. quarters up to 64 when they were still silver. Right. Okay. I mean, I've gotten a lot of shield nickels and um, uh, V nickels and things like that. I'm, I'm trying to get older. I'm trying to get into the seeded coins. Um, I haven't been seeded yet either. But again, I, you know, I've just started hunting fields. There's not many locations here in Green Bay where you're going to be finding seeded stuff. I mean, although that field that I'm in, there could be one in there. Um, but I will be traveling a lot in the next uh, six months and in, in, in getting to places that I'll be able to, to get some of these stuff notched off my bucket list. Yeah. And today, what's, uh, what is to date the best find that you've uh, actually dug up so far? I'm, well, the oldest one I'm going to say, it was the one that really, really excited me was that cap bus dime because it was so unexpected. Um, I'm out in the field and, you know, a lot of the stuff was ranging from, you know, large cents from, the 1840s a to like you know 1888 and stuff like that and mm. all of a sudden i hit a, a nice silver tone and I, I dig it up and i'm thinking oh well it's probably just a barber or something and it just blew me away so that that, that would really excite excited me I, I you know when you dig your first indian head and your first silver ever you know you get that excitement and i haven't gotten that excited since i, I found that one um, but, um, digging older relics now, you know, I'm not much more of a, I mean, I love coins and everything like that, but I love the history more. So I'm more interested in getting stuff that date, you know, date to the period of the, the field that you're hunting on. Yeah. And you're really getting out there a lot now too. And especially with the, uh, XP team USA helping you get into some of these locations, such as the church, you're really getting a chance to find and uh get these bits of history back into the eyes of the people i truly actually respect what you're doing yeah we're going to be doing uh, some really good features for for next season um i'm going to be headed out to baraboo wisconsin and that was basically they have a museum there which the barnum and bailey um circus museum there and that was oh. the uh the winter um home for the circus and there's some fields out there that they did where they held circuses back in the, t in the day. Yeah. The, in the like early 1900s. And so we're going to be looking for relics there. Um, we're also got a permission to hunt some civil war gold that was rumored to be buried in, in a well. And we're going to be looking for that. And that's also in Wisconsin too. So there's, <clears throat> you'd be amazed after you start mentally detecting, you start doing research just in your own backyard, there's some really, really great things that you can go out and find. Yeah, there truly are. Um, now, we do know that uh, Team XP 
USA is going to XP Team USA. I got that backwards. I don't know why. Uh, the future. What's what's uh, what's in store in the future, or the near future, that you can actually let us know about? Um, right now, we're in the midst of planning. Um, we we already have a site location. XP is actually going to hold a sponsored rally here in the United States. Wow. Um, and that's going to be happening next fall. Um, we're looking for, uh, I think we have a, we're going to be off the, just off the coast of either Virginia or the, or um, North Carolina in that area. Looking for, uh, we have Civil War and also colonial sites set up. Um, we're looking to have an attendance upward of 600 and it's going to be family friendly um, with entertainment and um, token hunt but we're also having um, open fields. It's a three-day uh, event, and this is to be fully sponsored by XP. And so we're looking forward to that. Um, we also got invited to a, um, a, a, I don't think it's a one-day or two-day hunt in Illinois. It's a Chuck Smalley production. Um, we got invited, and um, we're going to be there with um, the guys from Garrett, and KG and Ringy. Yeah. Um, great guys. We, we had the pleasure of talking to them. Um, last year, um, and we're also going to be uh, Mind Lab is going to be there also with a uh, the metal detectorist that's on the show, um, show that they never find anything out in the middle of that island. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oak Island. Yeah, um, Oak Island. The curse of Oak Island. Yeah, he's going to be there too. So yeah, it'll be nice to see these guys, have a beer with them. You know. Yeah, it's great. Tell tell Patrick and. Uh, excuse me. Tell Tim and uh, George hi from me. Uh, really Definitely. great guys. Yep. And um, and then we got some some minor um, minor uh, one day events that we're going to attend. So the ma the main thing this next year is to get XP out to these rallies. Um, they're going to finally get be visible. Um, it's been a long long waited time, and we've basically set up phase one here with all the. Um, the social media aspects of it, you know, like obviously the show, Facebook, YouTube, mm -hmm. um, we have a website and, um, next week we're actually having a, the, the inaugurated, uh, is that, is that the word inaugurated? The first Inaug inaugural, uh, inaugural, <laughs> an, an, inaugural, same thing. Yeah. Um, event or the, or the XP day is team USA podcasts. Um, will be be heard for the first time with oh, wow. uh, Lenny Lenny Quellen and, and David Kimball, two oh, yeah. XP members that are putting together a nice uh, podcast for us. So um, yeah, we got some really great things happening, and we're just looking forward to to finishing up this year and, and getting ready for next year. When's that podcast going to be next week? Next week, Friday nights, eight p.m. Central um, Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and you can. It's going to be on Spreaker. So if you want to look that up and start following us right now, you can go on to our Facebook page and you can get all the information there. It'll link you right up to Spreaker and and then you can uh, join up and get ready for next week. Yeah, absolutely. I wish uh, I wish uh, Kimball and uh, who else was on there? Len Quillen. Len Quillen. I wish them both best of luck. If uh, they need any kind of help, uh, let me know. I can give them maybe some technical support or anything else. Uh, I might not be the best one for show quality, but hey, you know, I do my best. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what's in the future for Dave? For me, what? I'm, uh, what do you mean, as far as metal detecting? Yeah, or just kind of hanging anything, out. <laughs> anything, uh, anything you got going on is, uh, is your uh, uh, YouTube channel, uh, XP. XP Express, Express Metal Detecting yeah. with Dave. Dave. Actually, I, that's been on uh, hiatus. Um, because I'm spending more of my time with videos for the show itself. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really paid much attention to it. Um, as a matter of fact, I haven't, I haven't even looked at it in a long time. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, most of my videos I'm concentrating on for, for the show um, because each, each one of these features really, it, it takes a lot of time to, to put together. Yeah. And so um, I, I don't have time just to go out and make metal detecting videos. And when I do, it's, it's definitely for the, for the show. But, um, you know, my plans for next year is to really help push XP here in the United States. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be attending some some um, metal detecting hunts. Um, we'll continue with the show. Um, we are going, the, the new detectors coming out um, 
it should be available for sale in the next couple of months, the ORX, the, the ORX mm. and that is a mid-level, mid-range metal detector. Um, basically, it's um, it's just like the the little brother of the XP Deus. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a very good machine. It's a high-frequency coil machine. It's all wireless capability it's with a controller. Um, so it, it, it doesn't have as many features as, as, as the Deus itself, but it's a so it's still be an all-around great uh, startup machine if you're not able to uh, you know get into an XP Deus right away. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. And you want to be um, in the XP products, the ORX. Um, look look for that to happen in a couple of weeks. They did a, a, a media release and then they um, went back to the factory and made some adjustments and things like that. So, um, should, like I said, it'll be ready in a couple of weeks. Did they? I but, think that's the one that they showed at Detectable in the UK, wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, a, a couple of great things are happening too. Um, we are now sponsored by Predator Digging Tools. Oh wow! Everybody in the United States knows George Lush. Um, these are high quality digging tools made with U.S. steel, and he's sponsoring our team. <clears throat> he sponsored us with, uh, you know, many uh, digging shovels and hand tools. So we'll be using um, George's tools, um, the Predator Digging Tools. Um, also, Omega Mill, um, the digging pouches, really high quality digging pouches um, are, are, be, are sponsoring us as well. So hmm. um, we're getting a little bit of notoriety. Like I said, we're not really in for the free stuff like everybody <laughs> thinks when you get into a, a team. And um, we're basically it's more business related with us. We're just trying to promote as, as much as we can and whatever comes along in the meantime, that's fine. But our main goal is to promote XP here in the United States. Yeah, and uh, where can they get in touch with you guys on Team XP, on Facebook and the website? Yeah, everything. You can go to our, our website at uh, xpdeus-usa, or you can get us on Facebook at X, um, XP Team USA. Um, again, the podcast is, has the same name, website the same name, so everything. If you go on YouTube, it's XP Team USA. So if you just type in XP Team USA in any Google search, you'll be able to find us everywhere. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, make sure everybody gets out there and does that. Uh, head on over to xpdeus-usa and uh, or just do a Google search on it and uh, uh, find Dave on any one of those sites and help support the XP Team USA. Um Dave, what else? Uh, that's where we can find you. Uh, anything coming up for you in the next couple of weeks? Um, I'll be headed out to Columbus, Ohio um, on the 1st. Um, we're going to be shooting a feature in, in, in Columbus with uh, Tim Glick, a.k.a. the Junk Man. Um, so I'll be there for four, four days shooting um, stuff for the feature. Um, after that, um, I'll probably, our, our ground is going to start to freeze a little bit. Um, I'll probably head out to Indiana, um, and do some hunting with XP Sanya. And, um, that'll probably be either in December or January. Um, and then I'm going to be headed out to Galveston, Texas, Ooh. um, over the holidays. So I'll be there doing a little detecting while I'm there too. That sounds like fun. All right. Well, Dave, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to be getting in touch with you again here really soon and um, find out exactly what's coming on. I don't want to be strangers anymore. Let's keep in touch, bud. Yeah, you could pick up that dance again, man. Yeah. I don't, you, I don't know what you're using now, but <laughs> put those toys away. Pick up your dance again. Get out in the field. You know, I, I know you're in Germany, but you're still an American boy. There's no reason why you can't be on this team. So, you know. Get, get get going. That's yep. all I gotta say. Getting out there. Uh, one of the one of the great things that I found. Uh, actually, I was out with the XP Deus about two weeks ago, and uh, we were out on a field. Um, I decided to go ahead and bring it out. This new one has been driving me crazy. The coil went bad, so I brought the Deus out, and uh, I was just hitting silver after silver after silver. There were so many silver coins out there. I don't know if you can see the feed, but uh, I mean I've got so many of these coins that were sitting on the field and we have not found a coin later than 1795 on this field. It's driving me insane. 
Well, I just want to congratulate you on your eclectic collection back there of your Star Trek stuff. Star Wars, um, Star Wars. Don't don't do that. Was it Star Wars? <laughs> Star Wars. Thing. But yeah, I got I got Star Wars. I got comic books. I got everything back there. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. I'm just giving you a little business there. Um, but yeah, you got a really great collection back there. Um, are you still are you still collecting or are you oh just, yeah. Yeah, did you stop? Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, it's uh, my second hobby. What it is is that uh, I started off with just small items, stuff that I was getting at flea markets, and now I'm getting up to. I mean, if you look on the top shelf over here, there's a Princess Leia behind me somewhere right back here. Uh, that's an original limited edition Princess Leia, and it's uh, probably worth about 150 bucks. Uh, I've is got that the same poster you used to hang up over the top of your bed when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's up here. <laughs> and then I got uh, other figures that are actually based on movies that are signed by the actors. So it was really fun. All right, Lance. Well, I appreciate it. I'm going to head out to the field and see if I can dig something up. I haven't been out in a luck. while, so I'm really itching. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. I've been doing all the house remodeling and renovations. And, and uh, today is my downtime, and next week I should be hitting it again. All right, brother. All we'll right. keep in touch. Will do. Um, yeah. All right. All we'll right. talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Well, everybody, that was Dave D of XP Team USA. Make sure you check him out at XPDeus-USA. Or just do a Google search of XP Team USA and find them. I want to say a big, big howdy do to Huntress Kimmy Dubay. How are you doing, girl? Thanks for jumping in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, uh, for anybody who knows, I, me and my sons during the course of the last week, we just transported about six tons of concrete from our backyard to a container that's sitting in the front of the house. But we do not have any direct access, which means that we had to carry six tons by hand in buckets or in a wheelbarrow where we dump it down to one level, dump it down another level, and then carry it out to the container that's sitting out front. Uh, took a week to do it, but yesterday, uh, with my son's help, we got about four tons moved to the front of the house, and uh, all three of us are dead today. Uh, but uh, I want to thank everybody for coming in. Now, we're going to be heading over to Patrick. For those of you who do not know, Patrick White is probably one of our uh, oddest members. <laughs> I know he's going to agree with me on that one. But he is a guy who is basically beginning uh, some kind of a, a, a new podcast that's going to be coming out as well. And um, he's going to be talking about all kinds of things that are supernatural. So I'm going to go ahead and ring him up. And uh, we're going to talk with him just real briefly and um, about this. And then we're going to be heading out for the day. We're going to be quickly approaching the one hour mark, and I don't want to get too far above the one hour. So uh, for now, let's talk to Patrick. Patrick, I'm going to give you a buzz. Tell the birds to be quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm buzzing you in. Uh, let's talk about uh, the podcast. And um, yeah, so I uh, all right, so for those that don't know, uh, uh, the podcast is uh, kind of a paranormal podcast where we talk about uh, all things from alien abduction to political uh, uh, um, conspiracies and everything else in between. And Patrick is going to be the host of this and talking with people from all around the world who have these kind of experiences. Patrick, are you there? Yes, I'm I'm here, Lance. All right. I sorry, I had your volume up a little too loud. All right. So yeah, we want to talk uh, with you uh, officially on the record about the the show that's going to be coming up. Um, now, you've had some amazing people kind of almost literally walk into your life, and you've recorded conversations with them. Uh, from government conspiracy of an ex-soldier who says that he's being followed and tracked by the U.S. government to a woman who said she was with a German secret space agency and um, had alien encounters. 
Yeah, uh, Lance, I'm kind of all over the place at the time with this stuff, all right? Yeah. And it's kind of taken me by surprise uh, just as I started an investigation uh, into into the secret space program. And I listened to a lot of shows where, you know, you have targeted individuals and they talk about space aliens and boogeymen and Bigfoot, you know, or just, just whatever, you know, any crazy thing, you know. And so uh, I was kind of prepared when this guy walked into the shop the other day and I'm a bicycle mechanic. Yeah. He walked in and he starts going off about, um, about being a targeted individual and and about how he thinks that there's these satellites that are always constantly hovering overhead and that they're charging him with some kind of static electricity uh, causing his blood pressure to, to skyrocket, which it does do. It will unexpectedly skyrocket to over 200. It's been up to 220 uh, when he was in Southern California when this all started five years ago. Huh. And then he's failed every metal detector test from here to Thailand. He married some hot little Thailand girl, and he's an old guy, you know. And then she's really, really young, you know. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not bashing on that. Yeah. So, but, but he, um, you know, he, he's genuine, you know. When he tells me his story, you know, I says, "Hey, let me break out my tape recorder, and you can tell me your story." So he says, "Yeah, man, that'd be awesome." Mm -hmm. So he tells me the story while I work on his bike, and um, he thinks that he might have some kind of an alien implant in his body. And I'm just like, "Well, dude, it just so happens that I am, I'm a pretty big metal detector guy, and I have some pretty badass equipment, you know, including a carrot, you know, and I've got the the the, the technetics uh, um, model." And then um, I have my, my Fisher Gold Bug and my Technetics T2 Classic. And so uh, we, we arranged a time where he came back and I scanned him. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I scanned him with the, um, with the carrot. And I didn't find anything other than the, uh, than the fillings in his teeth. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, so the, it did briefly go off on his wrist, but I couldn't get the signal back again after that happened. So maybe it got too close to my belt buckle or something. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I uh, I went ahead and I broke out my my Fisher Gold Bug, and it went crazy on his chest. And then I broke out. I, th that's when I finally brought my video camera and I I videotaped me with my Technetics T2 Classic to see if it would behave behave the same way and it did for some reason it went off on his chest big time i got a good clear signal and he claims he's never had any heart surgery uh he was in vietnam he's a vietnam era war veteran even though that he was never actually in vietnam he was in the philippines preparing to go there but he had a top secret uh security clearance at at the time and so uh, when I hit the pinpointer mode on the T2 Classic, it, it tells me, zing, man, there's something right there in the very middle of his chest at six or seven inches. And hmm. so I'm just like, okay, get up, turn around, and then I do the same thing from the back, and it tells me that it's six or seven inches. Well, it, is, it can't be quite that deep for both sides because he's just not quite that thick so i don't know what's happening there but there's some kind of energy and here's here's uh, i guess the, uh, the bottom line of of all this is is that this you know whether this guy you know really has something in him or not i don't know the metal detectors act in strange ways all the time that i do not understand uh but i do think that we're coming to a boiling point where the the metal detecting metal detector manufacturers are going to have to face the reality that this is a growing epidemic. There are people uh, at an alarming rate that are experiencing what they call electronic harassment. And they have, uh, uh, or at least that they think that they have some kind of a foreign body inside of them 
like, you know, just maybe something that you would put in your dog, a little chip, you know, or, or some kind of device or something that might have some kind of metal in it. And so these metal detector companies are going to have to come, they're going to have to come to the plate, man. And they're going to have to start coming out with metal detectors that are specifically designed. Uh-oh. Patrick, you still there? Boy. See, this is the problem. We start talking about conspiracy theories, and next thing you know, we lost his signal. This is just insane. I mean, this is exactly what he was talking about was happening to him on Facebook, is that uh, he was trying to share this stuff, and um, he got censored on Facebook. Uh, let me see if I can get him back again. I mean, this this couldn't get freakier. I mean, this is seriously happening. I have to call him back up. Hold on. <laughs> this is just <laughs> too epic. <laughs> I am not kidding. This honestly did just, just happen. Uh, I cannot make this up. This sounds like something out of... Uh, Sounds like something straight out of some kind of a, a Supernatural or X-Files episode where the guy talking about a government conspiracy uh, suddenly just the line goes dead and uh, it looks like we got him back. Patrick, are you back? Pa Patrick. Oh, Lance? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, okay, so you can hear me. Yeah, no, I, don't, it, I don't know. We got disconnected. I... <laughs> Dude, it couldn't be more perfect. Talking about conspiracies and stuff, and electronic conspiracies and uh, electronic surveillance like this, and all of a sudden your line goes dead. It was just so funny. <laughs> okay, so I don't know where I don't know where I was when it went dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you were talking about uh, you were talking about uh, how the manufacturers are going to have to start making metal detectors for people. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, so I I mean, I really think that it's it's high time, you know, and I really think that um, that there is a market for this, you know. I mean, because this is an epidemic that is growing; it's not going away. No, absolutely it's not. Going, not. It's not going to go away. And not only that, but there's going to have to be people that specialize in this. And I don't, I don't particularly specialize in this. It's just that I'm, I'm like just the first guy that's coming out and saying that this is important that we need to do this. And that I might've already found something in this guy. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could take uh, uh, the detector and use it on anybody else because he's the only guy that I've ever really tried it on. Uh, but I, I think that if, um, if people out there would start detecting themselves because my brother uh, recently found a foreign body in him during a CAT scan because he has a lot of medical procedures and the surgeons in at Kaiser hospital in California, uh, they forgot something in him, you know, that he had no idea that it was there. And so uh, they found it when he was, I think in Denver, Denver was running a CAT scan on him to see what was wrong with him. And they, they find this foreign body, this small little metallic thing uh, somewhere in his chest uh, that they had forgot. Uh, so You're going to love this. We just suddenly lost live feed as well. Oh, okay. Well, um, do you want to try again? Uh, just a second. I'm trying to see if I can get back into it. Uh, okay, again. well, then, then I'll just stay on the line with you. Uh, we're still recording. It's just the live video has been dropped. Yeah, it, well, I'm I'm recording this as as uh, we speak. Anyhow, uh, I've been recording for for quite a while now. I'm going for to... actually over an hour, an hour and eight minutes. Oh, really? Recording the actual talk today? Yeah, I've been recording since you first called. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me get back into this. I don't know why it's just suddenly, it just says live video is interrupted. It is just so weird. And this is exactly the kind of things we want to talk about. Why does this <laughs> suddenly do this? We start talking about this electronic uh, espionage stuff where you start bringing this up. And next thing you know, your microphone stops. Um, 
from. <laughs> it and, happens all the time on coast to coast AM and, uh, you know, in, in places like Jimmy Church, usually coast to coast AM, you know, where somebody's calling in and talking about how that they were in Area 51 or some bullshit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get us back on. <laughs> Okay, take your time because I've I've got to I've got to smoke here for a second. All right, yeah, it's only going to take a second or two. Um, all right, so are we back? All right, uh, so it's coming back on now. Honestly, I think it was just, uh, we live in a small town. We live in a small town in Germany, and uh, we have a tendency to get really bad internet connection here. Uh, they're still running the fiber optic lines to our house, and so uh, sometimes uh, the internet gets really sloggy here, and uh, that's probably what caused both of those issues. But then again, who knows? It could be big, big brothers actually out there watching us. Okay, well, I can see you. I can see you live now. Anyways. Yeah, just came back. It's on. not. It's not in sync with what you're saying, though. No, it won't be. It won't be. You're actually probably about uh, thirty seconds behind. Uh huh. Right. So. All right. So yeah, we uh. Yeah, we need to get the manufacturers to actually start making some kind of detectors so that we can look for these electronic uh, surveillance uh, that seems to be becoming more and more oh, relevant. It just says that the video has ended again. Really? Yeah, it just came up. This live video has ended. Oh, I think you're looking at the old one still. I just now okay. started a brand new one. Uh, it's not going to be on top okay. yet. Okay. Okay. So and anyhow, yeah, it, I think it is inevitable. And what we need to figure out, or I mean, what they're going to need to focus on, of course, is what type of metals could possibly be present in in any of these devices. I mean, we have rare metals, you know, what would they ring up at? Mm. Um, yeah. what, you know, uh, um, what, what, what are we looking for? We don't, you know, I don't think that, that anybody at this point can reasonably know what we're looking for, uh, but we are looking for, for something. So what I did during my test, you know, when I detected on Wayne, uh, I turned the discrimination down to zero, you know, that way it would detect any possible thing. And then I, uh, I had, you know, it starts out at, at a default of 60 and that was too sensitive. So I turned it down to 25 and it was barely picking up something, you know, so I turned it up back up to 50 and then now it wasn't, it wasn't quite too sensitive and it was getting a good solid hit on his chest. And then I went to pinpointer mode and it went, Zring, you know, and then his eyes bug out, you know, because he could hear that, you know, that there was a reaction to my, my machine. Uh, but there was no way that he could know that when he ran into me, that I was some kind of metal detector guy. He's just some some guy off the street, you know. Yeah. That, that came in with a problem with his bike, you know. And I'm I'm working on his bike, and he starts going off about, you know, about being chased by these satellites. And he wants it, this is nuts, but he wants literally for for everybody to come, like some kind of a massive horde of people to come over to his house and to actually see for themselves the satellite that's you know, or the satellites that are over his house. And so I went, I went over to his house one night and, and talked with them, you know, and, um, and, and recorded some video of, uh, of the satellite. And it looks exactly like Mars hmm. is exactly what it is exactly what it looks like. So a and the other, red... the other satellites, the other satellites look exactly like stars. Yeah. But that doesn't discount, you know, the fact that his blood pressure shoots up. And, and what he claims is that, is that, you know, static electricity, you know, he'll have one, one satellite will, will uh, uh, focus on him. And then the other two satellites will, will amplify the beam of static electricity, which is charging his body slowly and gradually, you know, until his blood pressure is at a dangerous level. And this usually happens when he's sleeping and he has to get up 
and ride his bicycle. And the activity of riding his bike is what will dissipate and discharge the static electricity from his body. <laughs> and then he can go uh, on, on to his normal activities. And so one, one night, or I guess, uh, uh, I guess he said it all started when he lived in uh, La Mesa, California. And, um, he, he was, um, he got a phone call. He lived in this, this apartment complex called the Chevy chase apartments. <laughs> and, the, uh, he gets a call from one of his neighbors and says, Hey man, uh, you're live right now on, on camera, on the internet, you know, and you're naked and, and, uh, and this is what you're doing, you know? And, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, they can see me. So he hired a private investigator. They came and took the mirror out of the bathroom. And they find this gaping hole that went directly into the maintenance shed. Huh. Right. And so <clears throat> he and, and he reported it to the police and everything. And he says, and that's when that's when the shocking started. And uh, uh, and so he's been and he says, it doesn't matter where he, he, he goes. He he's gone to Thailand and he fails the metal detector test uh, every he said at every place in Thailand. And they're telling him he has something in his butt or like something in his tailbone. Right. So he uh, uh, he eventually goes to the VA to the hospital here because he's a veteran. And they take an X-ray of, of his tailbone and they and they will not give him the results. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with that, but he still has not received any kind of uh, contact back from the VA hospital here in Temple, Texas. Huh. That's uh, fantastic. Now, uh, that video, you actually put that on your um, BitChute, uh, B-I-T-C-H-U-T, Yes. Uh, site. Um, now, uh, people can go there. Make sure once we get done here that you share a link with that so people can go listen to it. Uh, you put uh, your video game in the background. Uh, it's kind of a uh, visual filler because it is a video playing site. Um, now, uh, definitely check this out. It's a really great interview. Patrick is a natural when talking to people about these. He is very friendly to the people and actually does a really good job um, getting them to talk. So um, yes. uh, it's a really, really intriguing interview. Long, but it's definitely worth the listen. Eventually, we will be providing this as an audio podcast, including other interviews that he's going to be doing. And uh, we're going to be hopefully getting Patrick more and more people to interview and talk to about some of these unbelievable um, things that are happening. Well, so, I mean, I, I would encourage anybody uh, to, to just give me a chance. You know, if you have an amazing story, you know, if you ever saw Bigfoot or a ghost, or a boogeyman, or or or, or saw God, or or anything, you know. I mean, anything that's amazing, you know. Your favorite story, you know. Mm -hmm. Tell it to me, and yeah. let me bring it to life, man. I'll I'll, I'll do my best to, to do it justice, you know. If it deserves that justice, because that's what I do, you know. I make my videos, and uh, and so I I am going to post a a. a two links, you know, or one will be the actual video where I detect Wayne. And then the other video will be of just the audio alone where he walks in and tells me his amazing story. Yeah. And so that you can, you can hear it directly from him because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in his mouth. And, and one other thing is that, you know, I, I'm still in contact with Wayne. You know, we talk, we talk several times a week and, um, he he does not like the part where I go off talking about uh, um, uh, crazy bullshit, you know, or yeah. like when I go further because there comes a time during my interview with him where I didn't know what else to say, and so I start talking about shapeshifters, you know, and and aliens and things like that, and and he thinks that that kind of 
gives him less credibility. And so I want to separate myself from him because, you know, sure that my, that just only let that hurt my credibility. Don't let that hurt his credibility. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring this forward. This is kind of, if anybody knows uh, of Jim Jones, uh, where he talks about conspiracies and uh, kind of uh, theories and stuff like that, that's kind of what we're doing. But we're not trying to broadcast this. We're trying to bring other people's stories into existence. And that's what yes. the, the, it allows you to make up your decision whether or not it's true or fake. In fact, we might even make it where we make one fake show a year and then, <laughs> right. and then let people try and figure out which one was the fake and give them a prize. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun. But anyway, we're going to have to call it uh, a day. We lost the video feed again. Uh, somebody does not like us, uh, Patrick. I think they're out there watching us. Uh, it's funny that this is the first time this has happened in seven episodes of the GDA Radio podcast this year. And um, it's just... All right, so we can, we can try again anytime, you know, and, um, you know, eventually it's going to stick. Well, we, we, we can find a way, I think, to, to skirt around this. You know, I don't know what it is right now. But they throw up their little roadblocks. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah, they're, they're trying to do that. I mean, you know, we got uh, all kinds of black ops people probably watching this right now, and uh, we're saying keywords. <laughs> I don't know. We're saying you know, keywords. Yeah, that would be a fantasy. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> they could be. Um, they certainly could be. I mean, yeah. they, they actually, they literally, uh, uh, Wayne sent his, his daughter a text message on Messenger just telling her that, that he he found somebody that that found something in him and then he gets like a, a three or four page uh ban you know where, where it's just like the, all these reasons that he can't send the message oh geez and, and i've never heard of facebook doing anything like that before that's crazy all right, well, we're going to have to call it a day. Um, for everybody, this is Lance Goolsby. I want to thank you so much. You guys are the best audience there is. Uh, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Give us a rating. It helps us with the algorithm so we can bump up into the Hobbies podcast. Get metal detecting back up there. I know we kind of went a little into uh, some weird territory with uh, Patrick White's uh, upcoming podcast. But this is stuff that I think that a lot of us uh, out there would like to listen to, and I think you would like and appreciate this. Uh, this show will be coming out pretty soon. I'll be giving updates about it as well. Please make sure you check out my other podcast, There Is Another. That's actually the name of it, There Is Another. That's for all your pop culture and nerd news that you might like and toy collecting, comic books, movies, and television. You know, we have some good fun talking there, me and Kevin and James. And uh, for myself and everybody involved with uh, GDA, which is uh, Matt and 42, and Patrick White, who's here with me still right now, uh, thanks so much for listening to GDA. You guys all kick but thank you so very much. Let's give it up.